0: Thank you for tuning in. Cop with the Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with Comics, Max and Nikki. Max and Nikki, how they are
1: Doing, mm. doing, well, yeah. doing well. Well, I mean, doing okay as, as best as one could in in the circumstances. Yeah, under the running.
0: circumstances, thank you guys so much for sure. coming out. And where can people see you do stand-up comedy normally on stage uh, in New York City? Normally, where can they we find a, do
1: run a monthly show okay. every third, third Monday Village. of the month in the East Village at Under St. Mark's Theater okay. called Vintage Basement oh, cool. with Vintage Max and Nicky. Oh, good. I mean, we not d- sure when this is coming out, but...
0: Well, this will be out tonight or tomorrow, but oh. when is the next show coming? The, the next one is this Monday. Monday, but we're not... Not sure are. If we're canceling it or not okay so stay tuned so far it is so far still, it's still going uh,
1: on. you know still tickets can be bought
0: yeah and they find the all that via max, 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 max and, and Nickkicom or um, um, what kind of uh, comic acts is it just you guys or do you um, book a bunch of comics and, we, so and how yeah how are they how are they booked who so do look it's for?
1: usually um, we it's it's hosted by us and we 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 perform music on it we we open and close the show with music okay non comedic music non comedic music okay. but uh, the first song is generally sort of a lighthearted hearted kind of the closing of, uh, song is upbeat l- tune i guess to kind okay. of get the energy up and closing the closing song is usually a little bit more sentimental um and the, the crux of the show, though, is is up comedy. We usually oh. have four or five stand-up comedians in addition to us doing comedy as well. Right, so after it, the initial song, we'll do about... Ten minutes of well, material, ten to 13 ten, minutes ten into fifteen minute, minutes of material, yeah. and then. And uh, is
0: that musical comedy or just comedy? It's, it's just, just comedy. comedy. Oh, cool! Yeah. And, and then uh, you guys are both on stage at that time. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. Good. And and so then, yeah, how do you guys? It, it, I'm getting the interaction right now, but kind of yeah. How are you guys? I mean, with planned material, are you guys kind of timing out what your rhythm is going to be so that you're not talking o- over each other? Should we do. Sure, we rehearse it. Uh, we rehearse a it quite a bit, um, yeah.
1: like a play almost. It, we oh. we treat our act like we're doing theater in because. Oh, even it's, though it is stand up, and and we're open to like you know if something spontaneous, spontaneous happens, happens and the audience, will you know we'll play we'll off try of and that. play off of that. But, but I mean, don't... in general, we you know you can't just uh, decide to go to a different bit in the middle of your act if if you want to pull your audience back in. You have to just stick to the plan because we can't <laughs> communicate on stage. Yeah. Uh, we don't like we'd... to uh, we don't like to deter from the the momentum of the whole set, I guess. So, like, if you, if we're like, oh, why don't we try this one? It just seems like there's a a whole, like, a lull, and, you know, we don't, we want to keep it going. I mean, in a a sense, our our act, we like to call it kind of a a neo-Vaudeville act almost. Like, it's, because we do music, too, and and it's, um, but the comedy itself is kind of, more, va- it it is like postmodern vaudeville in a way. Okay. It's, it's, it's influenced by like Stella. I would say, Do you know, or, Stella. Like uh, there's, it's Michael Liam and Black, Mike, David Wayne and Michael, Michael. Showalter, okay. the guys who
0: made White Hot American Summer. And Stella was that long form improvisational technique in Chicago, right? Oh, or was that no, called? That's, uh, that's called the Herald. The Herald. The Harold. Yeah. Stella. Stella was just Stella Adler too.
1: There's Stella, Stella Adler. And, but I mean, uh, I'm not you sure. You know, that that Stella, are, Stella people have described as kind of like. The Marx Brothers on acid, and so <laughs> where we, I mean, the Marx Brothers are big of an influence on us too. So I mean, it's they're just a, very absurd and, like and, and yeah, stupid, okay. and, Silly. and Silly. we don't we don't really like to do kind of clever humor. Well, no, we can be it, it can be cleverly made, I right. guess, cleverly done, but we generally uh, like to veer toward. Uh, more visceral kind of comedy stuff that's going to make you laugh like you did when you were a kid, like absurdist, like like, like, yeah. like like funny faces almost. Where you're when you're a baby, you see a funny face and you just <laughs> die of laughing. Right. You don't have to think about why it's funny. You just oh, cool. immediately it's funny, and that's kind of what I mean. We right. do do a lot of faces, on but stage. it has to be cleverly written to figure out what those. Yeah, are oh, of right course. Now. Yeah, I mean, you I mean, it still, doesn't have to be though. Well, no, it, well, it can should. Be.
0: It should be planned out. Yes, but then I mean, figuring out what's could, going to make people laugh. Yeah. you know, as they did when they were a kid. Exactly. You do have to
1: I mean uh, I saw somebody talk about this is just referring to Wayne's World even because <laughs> Wayne's World can be very like silly and, yeah. and stupid but I was reading an article about it and somebody referred to that as being stupid humor for smart people. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I like that descriptor I guess. Okay. It's kind of sure. like uh, I, I, N- I Sure. weighs in. Well, <laughs> you know,
0: well, you know, Max, well I don't I, know I, I, don't,
1: know I mean you know I'd like to think that are comedy anyone or can, anybody anyone. can laugh even if they're not smart. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 funny on different and on different levels. For okay, different people. so smart I mean. and dumb people can laugh. Yeah, yeah perfect. <laughs> like right. some of our, our favorite comedians, like they'll be able to take the stupidest joke and make it funny because it, their delivery is so funny. That that's the most important part. The most about important it, part, part is the delivery. It yeah, right. like for me comedy is fifteen percent material, eighty five percent delivery. Wow. You can take if you can. Take the stupidest line and make it funny because of delivery. I know you're a good comedian. Well, I mean, Zach, Zach Alphanakis is a great example of that. Jokes, yeah. but the way he delivers it, it's so he's so committed to the character he's playing on stage. And that commitment is over half the battle. And, you know, it's just... And he plays it... Fairly deadpan too, yeah. and I think that's an, that's something that we 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 don't generally well actually we don't at all laugh at our stuff on We just take it as it's like as a, seriously as possible. Right. I mean, the, our favorite comedian is this guy Arsh Barker, okay. and he, he. Well, I would say well, and well, then we'll uh, get into uh, our real show. favorite comedian. Uh, our other that. favorite comedian is our older brother Brent, but <laughs> uh, but our 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 favorite comedian. That we know for a long time. His name is Arj Barker. He's big in Australia, even though he's from San Francisco. Okay, he was on the show Flight of the Concords, actually. Okay. Um, and he combines the best of both worlds. He'll his stuff is very cleverly written, but in the moment you're not thinking about how it was written. You're just laughing immediately. It's a gut reaction. But when you when you think about it after the show, you're like, wow, it's really smart how he took all this and put it all together in the end. But he's He's so committed on stage, and he kind of does play the sort of almost pretentious idiot kind of character on stage. Well, no, he isn't. Yeah, right. But he acts out his things. I'm I'm a big proponent for acting out, you know, doing a setup, maybe a punchline, but also acting that out afterward. Because I don't want to just hear words on stage. I don't want to hear just somebody – see somebody talk on stage. You can get that in your regular life, but I want to see somebody – go beyond that. I want to see some action. Well, even I want to see crime. spectacle. It's even just a simple thing. We watched uh, Roy Wood Jr. recently, actually. Okay. Oh, cool. And he was He's talking... He's actually th- supposed to be on our show on Monday. Right. Nice. That's right. <laughs> You'll but see him up close. Yeah, but we were... Um, we just saw him. He was talking about the... <laughs> just He talked about it. He called it like the, the E.T. suit. Because uh, <laughs> he was talking about coronavirus, and right. he was talking about... I mean, the hazmat suits, basically. But he was referring to it as an E.T. suit. But (laughs) he didn't just say E.T. suit. He, like, did this... uh, Oh, sorry. He did this kind of movement with his arms as if it looked like he was walking with the suit. Oh, cool! Even though it was just such a kind of a split the second kind of thing, so that's an split, example. But it was of an kind example of just acting, showing to people yeah. what it is, and it was funnier because of that. Actually, right. it wasn't just him saying the ET suit; it was him acting it out that really made it funny. You know? Okay, that's even exactly. though it was just like a almost a throwaway thing, it was yeah. just funny. Just even to if see that. even if somebody's like a, a like a storytelling comedian, like Jay Larson, Jay Larson really acts out like, every character in the story he's telling. So it really makes you a lot more engaged in, in, Good. in sure. the Sure. I will say, though, there are, like, you know, we have some one-liners, too, well, in act. <laughs> and those are, you know, it's so short that, you you know... You don't want to act it you out. You don't really need to act it out. And, but I think part of the act-out, for us, at least, is that we're engaging with each other, I guess. Yeah. And it's sort of like this... Um, even though we have these one-liners where uh, it's... It's done within the dialogue of with each other, I guess. right? So it's almost like we're telling each other. We're not necessarily even telling a joke. Like it's as presenting it as a joke. It's almost like done as a. Yeah, that's I, I, mean, I, kind of, I feel like I'm complimenting myself right that's, now. Sorry, I, I but that's, that's the thing with duo like, acts in general. Is yeah. uh, I if you're gonna be like a duo act, I, I want to see you have a rapport with each other on stage and not just take turns telling jokes. Yeah. I want I, I like, to see like understand right, the, I have the dynamic. Yeah, right? you want to see there be a dynamic between the two people on stage that's or right even if there's three people on stage you yeah. want to see like you don't want to just see them standing on stage that's right and i guess turns- it, i guess you know i guess the 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 final word on it is that it doesn't there should it be a dialogue it yeah it doesn't, doesn't necessarily need to be an act out it's just more are you going to do something extra besides just the joke right. on stage and actually a good example was uh um uh, well, sorry and um, uh the two twins um Star Brothers. Sort of, Brothers. They even just did a set on Conan, actually, and it, it's so synchronized how they perform. Um,
0: it's very it's very re- it's
1: a, re- well rehearsed, and, and they're not necessarily acting stuff out, but there is an, an element of theatrics going
0: on. Yeah, there's got to be, right? You uh, guys have the opportunity to add another layer in the dynamism of your relationship. That's right. Like, if I come away understanding your relationship, it, and it's like a sitcom, and that's what we're talking about today, it's just like, because we know your relationship, certain things are so much funnier, or you can say less, and I'll be like, I think that's funny because Max and Nikki interact in this way. You don't have sure. to say as much, but what are some of the sitcoms that you guys found funny back in the, you know, we we like Seinfeld, or at least I like Seinfeld. Like, Seinfeld is well,
1: my favorite uh, show okay. of all time. And that's got, And that Big, okay. I would actually say even the later seasons like 7 through 9 oh they were the better ones though, in my opinion though, right? those They're were absurd. the biggest influence the on us right, yeah. because they became so absurd and silly and they didn't even, like make, almost like didn't even make sense at a certain point and like it's you like know, these, when Kramer goes to he has to like deliver or drop off those muffin tops at a yes. at a you know uh, at at a dump a, a dump and but they another place because they're like it. where are the
0: <laughs> where are are the, the muffins? B- where tops? the muffin <laughs> and it's
1: so absurd <laughs> so like ridiculous. why why would a dump not accept these I love that but we, we
0: can't take those where's the muffin bottom? muffin bottom. right, where right, they, right.
1: exactly and, and just the idea of that 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 kind of humor really had a big influence on us that Could things I, that just are so silly and just don't make sense right it's almost like it's, it's funny uh, because it's, it's going with Uh, taking seriously on stage the absurdity of of the situation and and that makes it even more so that you're acting like this is a real thing in real life, you know.
0: And that makes a lot of sense because we understand Kramer so much, but also, like, the relationship between, like, a Jerry and a Newman. Sure, Because we know their relationship is just like you guys' relationship on stage. Right. Certain things will be funny because I know your background. Right, and they,
1: they got, I mean... All of the characters. I mean, Kramer was always sort of the absurd character, but they all got even more absurd yeah. later. On. I mean, Kray Jerry so, too. You no, know? even yeah, even j- that same episode with 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 the muffin tops, That's where Jerry sh- episode, yeah. shaving his his chest hair, <laughs> and at the end he's like his hair's growing back, and he yeah. becomes like a, a werewolf, a werewolf I mean. and just to run into the forest, you yeah. know, and it's like just the idea of him having to and howling at the moon. Yes, I mean, it it's just. Uh, that episode is a classic episode for sure.
0: Ian. And I, I think it was, t- to me, if you like that humor, it's kind of addition by subtract- subtraction when Larry David left. Because early on, they, they tried to do very angsty George, and, he, and later on, George could be absurdist too, like when he was Absolutely. trying to e- eat Absolutely. a sandwich while he was watching TV, while he was having That's right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That wouldn't have happened in an earlier season. Sure. Right. Well, right. Think, or, but even, when,
1: even well, in the middle of the show, when Larry David was still on, where George... You know, eats the thing out of the garbage can because <laughs> the eclair because it's, it's not touching because it's not touching anything. I mean, it's a very Larry David yeah. kind of moment, and I I know that actually I think that happened to him in real life. <laughs> um, but it's uh, you know that the idea of just p- thinking about it, like, well, this is clean still, you know, yeah. it didn't touch anything, you yeah. know. I mean, that's really funny, but I, I guess it would even after Larry David left, it would really. Right. I mean, I, I think, you know, a lot of people say Larry David really laid the foundation for people to like go let's even take this you know to the umpteenth degree I think right. maybe and as you, if you look at Kerb Enthusiasm it gets really absurd too I, I think now
0: but I guess he left before I don't know maybe they had the writers with the chops to, to make it to actually take it to the nth degree Yeah, it's like yeah. earlier on they were talking about the location of somebody's button to, oh that button on your shirt is too right. high that's That's the first this episode, first episode. Yeah. Yeah. that's not funny compared to some of the later right. stuff but sure. I, I will say, say has,
1: I mean it. actually before Larry did I would even say that sixth season started to really oh, sure. push it as far as absurdity goes, I mean... When did he the leave? Soup, I, he I mean, left he was after su- the seventh season. Oh, really? So he wasn't there for eight, eight, and, eight nine, and nine. Right. Really? Um, yeah, because so, I know, like, s- he was there for the Soup Nazi, which is a really absurd idea, too. Yeah. I or think, just even, like, the George Steinbrenner character is right. really ridiculous, you know? Yeah, his, and Larry his David Boyce, right, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. But, I mean, you know, we are talking a lot about Seinfeld. I mean, there are, there some, are other sitcoms that we, we I love. Frasier is Fraser one of our favorites. Frasier is one of our top And I think that's even... I mean, it's just... Of that's of a that's that's no, that's a is. show that's so almost different from the kind of thing that we do on stage. I mean, the, well, I well, would say not, true, not, not true. actually. They're, the the actually, relationship between Martin Fraser and, and Niles is really it actually is similar. So uh, <laughs> uh they are so highfalutin and um and and pretentious. Smarmy and, and that they it it is a, they are kind of absurd. I guess that is I guess we could be like that. Also, I mean, they they did a good amount of slapstick on that show, especially with the Niles character. And um, oh no, it gets totally absurd. And we, we and we do, I guess, a good amount of slapstick on stage. And well, they do get uh, really absurd in episodes. Actually, they do a lot of sort of almost their odes to a uh, a comedy of errors and, and sort of. But like what, what I mean is the the. There's certain writing in Frasier that is so good that I'm like I don't I, I wouldn't I'm not capable of writing like right. this. it's that good <laughs> yeah. where you're like man how do they how do they know all that all that stuff to be able to write this right. kind of right, material right you know? right right I mean it, you know but that show is really good because it's it's staged like a play. Um, there's well, no music. All the, all the actors. There's no music the except for background. the very beginning and the end, and I like that. Even though uh, we're that's very good. That's what you guys do. Yeah, we're. I mean, right, yeah, I exactly. Know. No, I mean, we are. We are very much. I mean, I majored in music in college, and okay. I, I just. We're very much. I love music, but. We, we, don't don't like we, don't, we don't like overuse. We don't like overuse in music. any media. In actually. any medium, it's yeah. just keep it to the, the beginning and the end. Exactly. That's that's why. Like, there's certain. There's a lot of shows. We don't like There's a lot th- of single camera uh, comedy shows that come out today that have potential to be so much better, but they just they overwhelm it oh, over with a bunch of of music, uh, cheesy makes it music saccharine and that and makes it saccharine and, and sappy and and cheesy and and things and that it's normally like would be funny. Telling artists, the audience member how to feel in a way. Um, and it's like this it's music like, that all like the actors like, doing a great job themselves of you know delivering this they'll line, do things yeah. like you know the music will be like do, 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 do. <laughs> and it's like why are you why are you doing that kind of music right now right. you don't need that to be for this to be funny, you know, and so I mean, right.
0: going back to the whole Fraser being well written and things like I'd be interested in, and you talked about the relationship between Fraser and the other characters like I'd be interested to figure out like how do you guys write it. Do you guys write it with any kind of—is uh, it rooted in how you guys are in actual life? Like, is there, like what personas did you adopt, and were those personas based on reality? Um oh, I, that's a good question. The personas we have on stage are, I guess, more or less kind of
1: like— uh, A version of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess a little bit more of a theatrical version of ourselves, oh, I guess. heightened version. But I will say the situations we create for ourselves— I mean just wouldn't happen i mean they're, <laughs> they're just, the the things that we do on stage are so they're so ridiculous that they just they wouldn't happen in real life i mean it basically it depends on the situation right i guess but i guess but really for the most part the rapport, on stage, though, is right the rapport I'd say is fairly real, but i'd say um I mean, what we're talking about on stage wouldn't apply in any real-life situation. It depends on the bit, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, it depends on the bit, but it's... Because you guys are taking it
0: to the um um umpteenth degree. It's
1: it's not even... I guess if you want to say that, but it's also... They're not even... uh, It's almost like... uh, You know, it'll be like... us. I'll tell Nikki, like... I'll ask the audience as an example of one thing is I'll ask the audience if they like the movie Scream. Right. And Nikki will turn around... And doing a face, may, I'll make life the, the, the killer of the scream, of scream the scream mask, right? Ah. The scream mask, but it's and then, but it goes even further than there's that. There's no right? application to reality. And then after, eyes, you, know, like, you know, I do that. Max gets scared, and he's like, "Stop! it, You're scaring <laughs> me!" And I, I take away the face. And well, I, I don't, don't want to ruin the whole bit. But well, I know, but but in you but know, there's the like references, this there's references, references to that the there's references to thriller in there, and it's most it's almost like this this whole bit is. Hinging on uh, reference to you know That's culture. I guess that when it comes down to it, is it. our comedy is very. It's postmodern because we reference a lot of things from, especially the eighties. Um, well, but, not especially, but from the, you know from any time period. Actually, from even like the forties and fifties. But we 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 reference things without, but a lot of times without referencing. Anything at all, but it's it's sort of like an I, it, it's postmodern that you're like we you know that we're referencing something, but you just don't know what it is. And well, no, historical. in that situation you do. I mean, well, we in we that situation you do, do. We are referencing the movie Scream and the the the, the song and music video to Thriller, but
0: but I but I do like the the. Idea that one of you would be scared and one of you would be doing the scaring, right? And there right. you would have to choose which one of you is typically the guy fooling around and which which is the other right. one. Would well, take I guess we kind of. Right. And the the thing about that is, what's so absurd is just a moment before
1: when we were doing the previous bit. You know, I, I'm on stage with him the whole time, and I just turned around and and made the face, <laughs> and it's like, oh, he's scared of me. The face, and he doesn't realize it's me, even though I was on the stage the whole time, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's. I guess uh, uh, really, uh, who becomes the scared one is. I mean, he was able to do the face, so I'm like, okay, I'll be the straight, <laughs> the quote unquote straight man. Well, about. that's the thing that you know people often, or sometimes people ask, oh, who's the straight man in this act? And there, we trade off whoever. Can do a certain character, or whoever kind of came up with the bit whoever in the came first up with the bit. The opposite person is it plays the straight man, so to speak. Right, right. I mean, sometimes we both play the right. non-straight. Man. It'll be the stri- Whatever, one. The, one the person will be idea. the straight man at first, and then that person actually also becomes
0: the fool as well. I so guess. the jokes on both of you. Yeah, like yeah. give an incentive to create the bit because then the other guy's got to be the straight man. Right, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But, and that's what they can look forward to, and they're going to find Max and Nikki across all social platforms. You guys are yes, okay. Max and Nikki Yes. Yeah, okay. And they can check uh, when you know whether or not the money show is coming out, but you know at the under St. Marks. Under St. Okay. Marks, uh, but, but it's regularly there every month. It's regular every, there every, every third, third, third Monday. Monday, the Monday, okay. Monday yeah, and yeah. they can find you know they can stay tuned with show dates at Max and Sure. Sure. Okay. Max and Nikki, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Right. much.